that's how um, I came about with my lesson today. Even though I was very quiet before the Lord, um, you know, the Spirit of the Lord is always very active. I mean, it's constantly speaking to us and pouring into us things. And there was much communication going on during that season. And it was truly a very beautiful time of fellowship with, uh, that I have really cherished. And, you know, it has really taught me something that, um, you know, we always want to spend time in, in tongues before the Father, you know, because we want to be obedient in our diversities. But uh, time of really quiet fellowship, silence, is really a powerful time, too, when the God can really speak to us. And it really ha it was a great season. And I cherish it. I've really cherished the, the time that I had, you know, out of the obediency of, the, of our directive. It has really, you know, really had taught me a lot. Although there are times, you know, that I, I would pray and I would just spend some quiet time before the Lord. But it just seemed like God just burst some new things during that season, you know, and I'm sure in each one of us. So my title for my lesson today is Fellowship with the Spirit. And it's uh, Quantania with the Numa. And the definition of, uh, in the dictionary of fellowship is companionship, a friendly association, a mutual sharing as of activity, a group of people with the same interests. And, um, you know, that's what we have with the Father, right? We have a friendly association. We have a mutual sharing one to the other, you know, of things in our heart and things on his heart. And um, it's a companionship. You know, it's a partnership. So the first scripture that I chose was, um, I, I titled this Trespass Offering. And it's in uh, Leviticus 6, 1 through 7. And number, uh, verse 1 says, And the Lord spake unto Moses, saying, And the Lord here is Jehovah, which is our provider. If a soul sin and commit a trespass against the Lord, and lie unto his neighbor, and that which was delivered him to keep, are in fellowship, which is this Hebrew word, um, tusame, which means a deposit, a pledging, a fellowship, or in a thing which taken away by violence, or hath deceived his neighbor, or hath found that which was lost, and lieth concerning it, and swears falsely, in any of all these that a man doeth sinning therein, then it shall be, because he has sinned, and is guilty that he shall restore that which he took violently away, or the thing which he hath deceitfully gotten, or that which was delivered him to keep, or the lost thing which he found. This right here just really stirred my spirit, uh, or the lost thing which he found. Um, how often do we find stuff, you know? Find stuff, you know, often money laying on the ground or just uh, sometimes at the register where we check out um, you know in the stores we find a lot of money but you know just walking in the post office or different times no but I meant coins like dimes or pennies or nickels I mean nothing big nothing big but I do have a testimony for that in just a few minutes um, about that um, it's been several several years ago that um, Winford was at the post office uh, in our town and he ran across and he found some money. I mean, it was in an envelope from, the, uh, I guess, a bank and I don't remember, it was several hundred dollars. Seven hundred, wasn't it, to be exact? Yes. I mean, and he tried to return it and tried to give it to the postman, you know, the lady at the counter and everything, but they didn't want to take it. So here he's got this money and he doesn't know what to do with it because no one will take it and someone has lost it. So we just we just gave it to the church because we didn't know what else to do with it. First we added, we put ad in the paper. Oh, okay. I, it was like it's been a long time ago, so I don't remember all the total details. But I meant really, I meant. Uh, but here we're going to learn right here what happens when you when you do all these things. But I wanted to give that little testimony about the money that we had found or he had found. I mean, we didn't know what else to do with it, so we just gave it to the church. I mean, it wasn't ours, and we felt convicted to keep it. Although it would, would have been a blessing from God, you know, but at that time we just didn't feel comfortable. So, um, in verse, I'm at verse 4, it says, uh, Or that which was delivered him to keep, or a lost thing which he found, verse 5, or all that about which he had sworn falsely, 
He shall even restore it in the principal, and the principal means the value, the, uh, the value of the thing. And he shall add the fifth part more unto, and give it to, unto him to whom it appertaineth in the day of his trespass offering. This is really powerful here because uh, what it's saying is we have to restore things that we find for the principal value of it plus five times more of that. So, I mean, if you've done something, you know, wrong to, uh, back here in the, uh, in, in the Bible, if you did something wrong, they had to restore the principal value of that times five. No. The part, 20%. Oh, okay. Thank you. Thank you, you mathematician in that brain going. Okay, 20%. So it's not the 10th tithe. It's twice the tithe. Okay, thank you. Thank you for clarifying that. And um, so anyway, you know, they had to restore more for the value that it was worth. And uh, verse 6, And he shall bring his trespass offering unto the Lord, a ram without blemish out of the flock, with thy estimation for a trespass offering unto the priest. And the priest shall make an atonement for him before the Lord, and it shall be forgiven him for anything uh, of all that he hath done in trespassing therein. So, I mean, can you imagine back in the day whenever they, you know, they did something wrong, falsely or whatever? I mean, it was probably a lot, you know, for them to give, you know, just, um, just the principle of it, but to have to add unto it. You know, um, you know they didn't have a lot to, to give, so it was really giving a lot. I chose this scripture because I wanted to um, make reference of what, what did it cost them? You know, what did it cost them in their life? So <coughs> what is it going to cost us, you know, to give back to God? And, um, and I learned this morning it's 20% <laughs> plus the principal. So, I mean, it's, it's, you know, it's, it's, it, you know, we have a lot that we have to give to the Lord. I mean, we, we've called, been called upon to, to give a lot. <coughs> sure. Um, you know, you think about the world that we live in, you know, the world, you know, they find, they follow you and they find money lay on the ground. <laughs> they look around and make sure nobody's looking at them and they put it in the pocket. Yeah. better condition, right? saying that I, uh, I mean many times if I've been like walking in the parking lot of the grocery store and there'll be a penny on the ground or a dime or whatever I mean I don't put it in my pocket I mean I don't return everything that I get but I'm just saying um, how often do we do, I mean according to this if it was lost or whatever you're supposed to pay back the principal plus the 20 percent so so we see here in scripture what has happened when the people fell out of fellowship with others the separation that took place and what was required to bring it back into right standings with God. Uh, what do we lose when we get out of alignment with God? When we allow our flesh to dominate how we function before God and how we allow stuff to draw us away. When we get too busy to spend time with Him. And this season we have been in hopefully has taught all of us how important spending time with God is. And how we've really uh, gained and learned some, some great principles to live by. Uh, the next. Um, so since you uh, returned that 750 and didn't do the 20, I'll take the other 150. <laughs> yeah. <coughs> that that was many years ago. Well, we need I to mean, add interest to that. Then. 
Yeah. I mean, I didn't understand this principle at that time. Or if I did, I, I'm waiting. We'll call it an even <laughs> Yeah. Well, when that happened, I was scared that it was some kind of drug money. Sure. And I didn't know what to do, you, you know, so I called her at work. I said, what am I going to do with this? I said, they won't take it at the window, so what do I do with it? She said, just go home, and I'll talk to you when I get home. That's right. Come on in here. Just, just and I the check, check your mirror all the way home. Make sure you're not being and I said, well, how are we going to work? Everybody's going to that money. She said, just word it. You found an envelope at the post office, and if, you, if you've lost an envelope, contact us. Did you get any answers to that, Ed? We got quite a few calls. Nobody had the right number, right? Well, you think about it. Some, some people, they don't do checks. They just take money to buy money orders to pay their bills. Well, there's many people that I'll see in the post office that have this wad of money, and they're up there getting, you know, post of money orders and stuff. So, I mean, it was a sad situation. And now I'm just thinking right here that we should have turned it into the police station, but we didn't. We gave it to the church. So, so we gave it to God, and it's his problem now. <laughs> it's his problem now. Get it to where it goes. God, this is your problem again. <laughs> I mean, we was, you know, kind of ignorant. <laughs> people that called me and oh, said, I left an envelope there. Yeah. <laughs> yep. and, it, uh, and it had my address and everything in it. I said, there was no address <laughs> in this envelope. <laughs> oh, no. Easy money. Somebody trying to get it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, the next part is fellowship with his spirit. And it's in Psalms 84, 1 through 12. And I have uh, several kind of long passages here today, so I just felt like it was more expressed what, I, what my heart was trying to uh, deliver. It says uh, Psalms 84, 1 through 12, and verse 1. How amenable, and that's, that means how beloved, are thy tabernacles, O Lord, and that's Jehovah of hosts. My soul longeth, yea, even fainteth for the courts of the Lord. My heart and my flesh crieth out for the living God. Yea, the sparrow hath found a house, and the swallow a nest for herself, where she may lay her young, even thy altars. O Lord of hosts, my King, and my Elohim. Blessed are they that dwell in thy house. They will be still praising thee, Selah. Blessed is the man whose strength is in thee, and that strength is that we draw from that well. In whose heart are the ways of them, and that is who, who follows after the heart of God. Verse 6, who passing through the valley of Baca, and Baca is the valley of weeping, make it a well. The rain also filleth the pools. They go from strength to strength, from every one of them in Zion, appearing before God, and praise to be restored it to himself. O Lord, God of hosts, hear my prayer. Give ear, O God of Jacob, Selah. Verse 9, Behold, O God, uh, our shield, and look upon the face of thy anointed. Verse 10, For a day in thy courts is better than a thousand. I had rather be a doorkeeper in the house of the Lord than to dwell in the tents of wickedness. For the Lord God is the sun and shield, and the Lord will give grace and glory to no good thing. That, that will he withhold it from them that walk uprightly. O Lord of hosts, blessed is the man that trusts in thee. In this verse it says, The Lord thy God, uh, uh, the Lord will give grace. That's grace is that, uh, that partnership, that moving forward in, in the, the things of the Lord. Um, this is pretty much my signature passage. And how wonderful it is to dwell in the presence of uh of God and nothing in this life is more is worth more. The scripture says how amenable, how beloved, how beloved is thy tabernacles. Tabernacles here is the presence of God, the ways of God, that and how delightful it is for us to spend 
time with him. Everything within us should cry out for a deeper, deeper relationship with God. We have that fellowship, that um, quantania with his spirit, with his pneuma, by seeking his face and by spending time with him, by, um, by being on our face before God in proskuneo. And blessed is the man who discovers that partnership. Blessed is the man who finds that fellowship with the Father. We will not seek for anything else when we find that place in him. There's nothing else that will matter to us. We will we'll find no solace in anything but in, in the presence <coughs> of the Father. The next uh, part I have is sin separates. I want to speak to us, uh, to y'all a few minutes this morning about how sin separates us from the, from the fellowship, from the quantania of the pneuma. And um, in Psalms uh, 94, verse 20 and 23, and it says, Shall the throne of iniquity, that's twisted purpose, have fellowship? And this is our Hebrew word, and it's um, habar. Habar means to join specifically together, to fasten, to compact, to couple together with fellowship, heap on to join with self or to join together with something else. It says, How... Uh, Shall the throne of iniquity have fellowship with thee, which frameth mischief by the law? You know, we can't have fellowship with the Father when we're walking in iniquity, when we're walking in Tristan's purpose, when we're walking out of alignment with him, or if we're, if we're entertaining mischief. Um, we, we, we're not going to have fellowship with the Father that way. Verse 21. They gather themselves together against the soul of righteous, and that's um, those that have vision. And condemn the innocent blood. Verse 22. But the Lord is my defense. And defense here is high tower. And my God is the rock of my refuge. Verse 23. And he shall bring upon them their own iniquity. And shall cut them off from their own wickedness. Yea, the Lord our God shall cut them off. You know, God, God is going to cut those off. Uh, you know, he's only going to extend his hand just so far to someone. You know, when they continue to choose to walk the pathway of unrighteousness or uh, pathway of iniquity, you know, a twisted purpose, you know, God's only going to give you so, extend you so far. And eventually, you know, you, you're you going to have to reap what you sow and, and pay the price. And just woe to us, you know, woe to those that choose that pathway. Um, iniquity, which is twisted purpose, can separate us from God. There is a lot of iniquity in our world today, and people are totally out of control. We can't partner with their iniquity. We, ha iniquity. we have to leave things to God and let him be the judge. We can't take up causes that have nothing to do with us. And there's a lot of causes in our world today. A lot of people are on a bandwagon for different reasons. And, you know, we can't join in and we can't, you know, voice our opinion. You know, we just have to leave all that to God and just pray about it. Um, and it's not always that easy, especially through social media. Whenever we see something that, you know, we don't agree upon, you know, we want to react or, you know, let our flesh rise up, you know, but, you know, you know, we just can't do that. You know, that's not, that's not partnering with the ways of God, and that's not, that's not really going to do anything but promote things, you know, wrongly for us. God sees everything that is going on in this world, and we need to leave judgment to him. God is in control, and many things he has allowed to happen. And we need to realize that. Some of the things that is going on in this world today, God's allowing. I mean, you know, you know, we've read in the Bible how things are going to be. You know, God's allowing some of these things. You know, I, I feel like our, our nation is under judgment. You know, we've walked in a lot of uh, iniquitous ways. And, you know, we're going to pay the price for it, you know. The Word says nothing goes uncovered. You know, God, God, God is a judge. But our role is in to is to partner with what He's doing and leave the rest to Him. We can't allow ourselves to to be in alignment with that. He is a righteous judge. Yes, He's a righteous judge, and He has a plan and a purpose. And some, you know, the things that are happening, you know, God knows what they are. You know, he set all this stuff in order for it to, 
to play out the way that he has chosen for it to play out. And we just have to partner with whatever he's doing. And we can't, you know, speak negativity into it, you know, um, our, our, our own opinion or our own thoughts. We just need to partner with him for what he's doing and just allow for him to do what he wants to do and, and leave the rest to him. The next part I entitled Signs and Wonders Performed Through the Spirit. And this is in Acts 2, 42 through 47. And 42 says, and they continued steadfast, and the steadfast is proskenario, and it means earnest, earnest towards continue. They, they, were, they were earnest, and they were continually steadfast in the apostles' doctrine, and in fellowship, which is the quantania, which means the communicate and commune partnership, and in breaking of bread and in prayers. And fear came upon every soul, and many wonders and signs were done by the apostles. And all that believed were together, and, and all had, had, and had all things common. And there that means they were all in one mind and one accord. And sold their possession and goods, and parted them to all men, as every man had need. And they continued daily with one accord in the temple, and breaking bread from house to house, did eat their meat with gladness and singleness of heart. And that's us, isn't it? We, we continued daily in one accord in the temple. You know, prosecuting on our face before God, breaking bread with him in communication, quantania, and, you know, and many of us have cell groups or, you know, from house to house, and we just have, you know, little groups that are set up, you know, for the Father. Verse 47 says, Praising God and having favor with all of the people. And the Lord added to the church daily such as should be saved. And here it simply says that God is going to add to the church. God will draw people to us to minister to in his timing. We don't have to be out there seeking for those. I mean, if God opens up a door and an opportunity comes for us to witness, you know, we, we have, we're, you know, we're witnesses for Christ. But God is the one that's going to multiply, and he's going to one that's going to add. He's going to add those to us that, that have the, the same mind and the same heart, that are in the same mind and one, in, and in one accord. And being a saint and a son will cost us everything. It says we have had to lay down our traditions and allow God to mold us into what he has called us to be. We go in grace every day to be what we have been created to be. This is an ongoing process with God. And he has, many, uh, he has asked many of us to give up things to follow him. We have had to lay aside pride, wealth, relationships with family and friends to follow the pathway of sonship. But it is all worth it knowing we are in the will of the, uh, God. Each of us has to give up something, and many has had to give up more. You know, we all have a pathway. We all have a, there's a plan that God has called each one of us into, and we have to be obedient and allow him to, to mold us and, and to make us into the person that he has called us to be. Are there any questions? Any comments? Okay, the next part I've entitled Enriched by the Spirit, and it's in 1 Corinthians 1, 1 through 9. And verse 1 says, Paul called to be an apostle of Jesus Christ through the will of God, and Susanus, our brother, unto the church of God which is at Corinth, to them that are sanctified in Christ Jesus, called to be saints, with all that in every place called upon the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, name of Jesus Christ our Lord, both theirs and ours. Grace, that's moving forward in the, in the pathway of the Father, be unto you, and peace from God our Father and from the Lord Jesus Christ. Verse 4, I thank my God always on your behalf for the grace of God which is given you to Jesus Christ, that in everything you are enriched. And this enriched means wealthy, rich in him. In all utterance, which is logos, the word, and in all knowledge, and that's the knowing, the knowing of God, the revelation that we receive from him, the partnership of knowing his heart, of spending time with him. Verse 6. Even as the testimony of Christ was confirm, confirmed in you, so that you come behind in no gift. And this gift here is charisma, and it's the spiritual endowment that we receive from the Father. We're waiting for the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. Verse 8. Who shall also confirm you unto the end that ye may be blameless in the day of our Lord Jesus Christ? 
God is faithful by whom uh, ye were called unto the fellowship, which is koinonia, communication. It's a social of the spirit and a fellowship of the son, of his son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. And here it says here uh, in verse 7, so that we come behind in no gift, waiting for the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. That doesn't mean that we just sit and just bask and 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 do nothing you know we're busy working during this time i mean we have we have a lot going on you know a lot that we're called to do a lot of time of fellowship a lot of partnering with the father doesn't mean that we're just sitting back waiting for the rapture to come because that's definitely not the case that's not what that scripture means waiting what are we waiting we're waiting in his purpose in his alignment in his in his calling so we're waiting we're waiting for him with him and in him each of us has been created by God for a purpose and our gifts and our callings come from God we have been enriched by God in all utterance which is logos and knowledge which is his word knowing him and wisdom knowing him which is wisdom we just need to be in a willing vessel and God can do the rest. He will do the rest if we just were faithful in our partnership with God. He will, he will, he will align us, bring, it in, bring us into the place that He has called us to be. We just have to be faithful in that in that uh, fellowship, that quantity with Him. The next part uh, is First uh, Corinthians one fifteen through twenty two. And 15 says, I speak as to wise men, judge ye what I say. The cup of blessings which we bless, is it not the communion of the body of Christ? The bread which we break, is it not the communion of the body of Christ? 17, for we being many are one bread and one body, for we are all partakers in that one bread. And we're partakers with him in the spirit, in the spirit. Behold, Israel, after the flesh, are they... Are not they which eat of the sacrifices, uh, sacri sacrifices partakers of the altar? What say I then, that the idol is anything, or that which is offered in sacrifice to idols is anything? Verse 20. But I say that the things which the Gentiles sacrifice, they sacrifice to devils and not to God. And I would not that you should have fellowship, which is quanonius, which means an association, a partaker, a partner, but here this means with devils. So we're not supposed to be in fellowship with those that are walking contrary to the purposes of the Father. You cannot drink the cup of the Lord and the cup of devils. You cannot be partakers of the Lord's table and the partakers of the devil. Verse 22, do we provoke the Lord to jealousy or are we stronger than he? We can't walk out of fellowship with the Father and think that we can be in alignment with those that are not. You know, there's many that have chosen a different pathway, and we have to cut ties. We cannot allow for fellowship because they're not drinking of the same cup as us. And this is what that means, you know. We're drinking of the same, you know, many, for we, for we being many are in one bread and one body, for we are all partakers of that one bread, and that's, we're all together with him in the spirit. We have to make uh, sure our fellowship with God is pure, that we are walking in our, our own walk and not following someone else's agenda. There are many voices in our world today, and we have to be careful not to be influenced by others. We have to stay in, uh, in quantity with the Numa to Shema, hear his voice. The word fellowship here is quantinius, and which refers to partakers of something evil, such as a devil, which could be iniquity, twisted purpose, you know. We have to be careful not to follow others or partner with, with um, what, you know, what iniquity is going on in our world today. You know, we have to really be sensitive to hear the voice of the Father to, you know, only react and bring forth the words that he wants spoken. You know, don't be, don't you know participate with negative 
talk, native, native, negative communication, you know. And be careful about what we hear, too. You know, we can't allow that into our spirit. It's not just what we say, but what do we allow? What do we allow to come into our hearts and allow to, to enter our mind and <coughs> allow for us to, you know, think about? There's a lot of voices out there in our world today, and we just need to be very careful about what we're partnering with. This next part I've entitled Partnering with the Spirit and Partnering Fellowship with the Numa. And it's Second Chronicles, Second uh, Corinthians eight, four through five, and it says, "Praying, praying us with much, with much entreaty, which is the word paracolias, means comfort, consolation, exhortation, and it also means for an earnest request or, or prayer, uh, a call for someone to come alongside, that would give us the the, the gift with this charos, spiritual, especially the divine influence upon the heart." This is the grace of uh, the gift of grace that is given to us by God, and take upon us the quantania, the fellowship, of the ministering of the saints. And this they did not as we hoped, but first gave themselves to the Lord and unto us by the will of God. You know this quantania of the Spirit, ministering of the saints. Um, you know that's our calling, and that's that's where the Father has is wants us to align our hearts with is. Um, to stay one in mind and one accord with those that that are in the fellowship, you know, the ministering of the saints, the fellowship that we walk in. We have to give ourselves to God for this calling of sonship and the ministering of the saints, praying continually with much entreaty, which is comfort and consolation. And that's that earnest prayer for others to come alongside. We do pray that, right? You know, that's that's our heart is that we desire for others to really taste and see that the Lord is good and, you know, the gifts that God has given us, how wonderful they are, and what else could you want, you know? Why would you choose another pathway? That, that, is, that is really uh, each one of our hearts cry, right, for us to see others to be in alignment, you know, with God. You know, because God has given us a lot and we... We want to share that great, that great gift, right, that we have. You know, it's our great desire. You know, that's a lot what um, prophetic prosperity is, you know. It's, you know, pouring into them that, 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 that great gift that God has given us, you know, of, of you know, just speaking into their life and, and sharing our heart with them. And so something inside will prick them, and they will desire to follow the pathway, you know, that we have chosen. Do we have any any comments this morning? Yeah, I, I think the uh, you mentioned that verse uh, about you know, tasting. And, um, it's interesting that you mentioned this cut, the word touch here. I mean, why don't we want to touch something that's not saintly when we can ingest things into us? And it's just a really interesting uh, principle here. Right. And, somebody like us to want to touch something that's considered to be uh, unclean. Um, it's just, you know, the enemy's really, <clears throat> really, it can be really convincing if we yes. allow him to be. Yes. I can answer that. Yeah. I'm watching Red eat this donut. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> 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 
But you're so right. I mean, so enticing, so tempting. I mean, like, you know, a nice big piece of cake or a cookie, you know, whatever, you know. And none of that is, is satisfying. No, but when you think about all this, um, the, all this swirling talk and the sides that are being taken, okay, some people like to argue. Yeah. I mean, some people like to debate. Some people, no, we for, don't. Them, for them, <laughs> being right is more important than anything. Okay? And so they... No, we. That's, that's where the delusion. That's how the delusion is accepted. Is because it's shrouded in some, a good a good cause. Yeah. I mean, to me, that's the sugar coating. You have, you know, you want to defend the rights of someone who's been oppressed or they've yeah. been wrong. You're like, well, of course, who wouldn't agree with that? So that's how they get someone to fall into into line with a delusion, where they're actually the ones causing the strife that brings, you know, every evil work. Dress it up. So you have it, you know, hiding in this this thing that everyone would agree with unless you're you know you're already so evil that right. you're the one that caused the problem in the first place right. but you I, mean, know, I mean if you think about you know do you, do you agree that injustice is wrong yeah. well of course injustice right. is wrong okay but what is injustice I mean, what injustice are you talking about you know so they, i mean you, you can cloak something and that's i mean the enemy is really good at that right cloaking it in that you know that righteous we need to be good people and do the right thing. <coughs> and they'll shame you when doing that. They're like, if you don't come on this, then you're a bad person because yeah. you're not coming on to this. Yeah. Then you're the evil person. Right. You know, you're the one that's fault and done something wrong. Right. Yeah, that it's chocolate. really that, that <laughs> dastardly chocolate. Well, let's have enough for dumb. I know. <laughs> Maybe I'll give some soap. Rick says I'm hungry again. All right, here. But it's very, it's very, exactly right. You know, it's, it's in, in like Stacy said. I mean, these are really good causes, but it's taken to the diff whole different le another level. Well, there's a completely different design. The thing is, it, it has another intent. It's not really to do the thing that they're actually saying they're trying to accomplish. That's where the delusion. It's twisted purpose. Iniquity, and not a lot of iniquity, right? Okay, the next part I entitled Grace of God, and it's in Ephesians uh, 3, 1 through 11. Verse 1 says, For this cause I, Paul, the prisoner of Jesus Christ, for uh, you Gentiles, and we want to be prisoners for Christ, don't we? Yes, we're called. We're called to that place. Verse 2, if, we, if ye have heard of the dispensation, which is the administration of the grace of God, which is his gifts, which is given uh, to me, to you. And that's what it's saying. If you, uh, the things that I have, we want to impart to others, don't we? We want to give that, that administration of the grace of God, the gifts to others. Verse 3, how that we, how that by revelation, which is this Greek word, apocalypsis, which means the manifestation to be revealed, a revelation, he hath made known to us the mystery, which is the mysterion, the secret thing, the unfolding of the plan of God. As I wrote a for, a for a few words, verse 4, whereby when you read, you may understand my knowledge, which is knowing Christ, and the mystery, the mysterion of Christ, which is in, which in other ages was now made known unto the sons of men, which is us, sons of men, as it is now revealed unto the holy apostles and prophets by the Spirit. And this word um, revealed is God is pouring out His. God is really pouring out. He's 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 revealing to us in these in these uh, days. His heart in mighty, mighty ways, and he does that through the quantania, quantania of, of the numa, and the in the in the time that we spend with God, God's revealing His pouring out His heart to us in mighty ways. It says, uh, 
verse 6, that the Gentiles should be fellow, fellow heirs of the same body and partakers of his promise in Christ by the gospel. Verse 7, whereof I was made a minister according to the gift of grace of God given unto me by the effectual working of his power. Unto me, by who am least than the least of all saints, is this grace given that I should preach among the Gentiles the unsearchable riches of Christ, and to make all men see what is the quantity of the mystery, which from the beginning of the world hath been hid in God, who created all things by Jesus Christ, to the intent that now unto the principalities and powers in heavenly places might be known by the church the manifold wisdom of God according to the eternal purpose which he purposed in Christ Jesus our Lord in whom we have boldness and access with the confidence by the by the faith which is a uh, hearing from the right hand of God wherefore I desire that you faint not at my tribulations for you which is your glory we are living in a time of open heaven open revelation before the Father God is revealing his ways to us in many ways you know um, through dreams and visions and in the night as pastor spoke Wednesday of his, on his uh, message in the night God is visiting us in many ways during this season and we need to be very vigilant you know have that quantum with the father you know spend that time of fellowship before him to hear his voice to glean what he's saying you know, we've got to have it in these end days, in these times that we're living in. Because we can get caught up, very caught up, and drawn away by a chocolate donut. You know? I mean, it's just that simple. It is just really that simple. We can be drawn away by something that looks, like Stacy said, you know, a really good cause. That we feel like, you know, we're really, you know, somebody and we're doing God's work. When actually we're not. You know, we're not. We're not doing what God has called us. We're not partnering with what he has called us to do. You know, this verse, this, 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 these verses here, 1 through 11, has, you know, they speak mouthfuls, you know. It is by the revelation, the apocalypse of God, that we have been given the mysterion of God. God is pouring out his spirit to us today in really, really way. And, 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 some, and oftentimes in the, in the time of the night, it's just a very quiet transaction between us and the Father. And other times, it's in a very powerful experience that we, we, that we have. We have been called to be ministers of the grace of God. Ministers of, of, of moving forward in Him. And that will look different for each one of us according to God's plan. We have to stay in alignment with God's purpose for our life. And is what God is saying from His right hand. And it is the confidence that we have in him in partnership, knowing. Knowing that what he's saying and what he's speaking. And we have to hear that voice because there's so many other voices out there speaking to us in negative ways. And we just have to be very, very careful about what we listen to. The next pa uh, part I have entitled, uh, Paul's Thankfulness for the Philippians. In Philippians 1. Three, uh, through 6 it says I thank my God upon every remembrance of you always in every prayer of mine for you all making requests with joy for your fellowship for your quantum in the gospel from the very first day until now being confident of this very thing that he which began a good work in you will perform it into the day of, of Jesus Christ and we have to stand upon that that work that God's called us to that grace that he's brought us into, you know, he's going to be performing it. He's going to be making it new every day. You know, every day we're going to gain something new from the Father. Even though we don't realize we're getting something, you know, we are. You know, God is imparting to us and speaking to us, you know, in scenarios that, you know, can be very simple as far as just what you might say to somebody that needs something from you, like a positive word or something. Just trust that God is going to be bringing those forth, those words of, of encouragement to those that might need something from him in this hour. In Philippians 2, 1 through 11, if, therefore be any in there, uh, if there be therefore any consolation in Christ, 
If any comfort of love, and it's agape, it means a charitable act, affectionate, benevolence. If any fellowship, any quantania of the pneuma, which is the breath of God, the blast, the breeze. If any bowels, which is sympathy, and our mercies, which is pity. You know, we have a lot of that for people, right? But it needs to be Christ-led and centered around him. Verse 2. Fulfill ye my joy that ye, that ye be like-minded, having the same love, the same agape, being of one accord, of one mind. Let nothing be done through strife or vainglory, but in lowliness of mind, let each esteem other better than themselves. There's a lot of strife and vainglory going on. You know, when what is it gaining people, really? I mean, it's not leading them closer to God. And it's not, uh, you know, advancing them in the kingdom. And so we can't be partakers of that. We have to be very, very careful. But we need to be in loneliness of mind, and we have to esteem ourselves not, not better than, a, than uh, others. Verse 4. Look not, on, look not every man on his own things, but every man also on the things of others, which is, you know, be compassionate to others, you know. Look on others as, you know, we're just not supposed to esteem ourselves more highly than we ought. The Bible tells us that in verse 5. This mind be in you, which, all, which was also in Jesus Christ. Verse 6. Who being in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation and took upon him the form of a servant and was made in the likeness of men. This is what we're walking in. This is the calling that we have on our life. Verse 8. And being found in a fashion as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. Wherefore God also hath highly exalted him and given him a name which is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee shall bow, of things in earth and things in, uh, things in heaven and things in earth and things under the earth, and that every tongue shall confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. We can say this. We can say this for all those that are in fellowship with us and how we cherish that, that friendship and that partnership. No matter where they're at, whether they're whether y'all are here in Dallas or they're in Florida, Arizona, New York, no matter where a person is, doesn't matter the distance, we are always connected with them at the throne in one accord with our Father. Miles doesn't separate us in the Spirit. We all connected. It is such a powerful bond we have together. Nothing can separate us. It is a supernatural joy that overflows our fellowship, being in that Spirit. And you know, it's a hard thing to explain to people. <laughs> Even though it just is. You know, we've had a battle of that living in our small little city. You know, it's hard to explain that. You know, we want to hear, you know, what they want to tell us to forsake yourself assembly and all that, you know. They don't understand. We are assembled. Where are we assembled at? At the throne. We yeah, are assembled. So on Earth, That's right. You know, we are together. We're assembled. Our hearts are knitted together. No matter the distance, we're together at the throne. We're together where it matters, right? Amen. Okay, this next part, I, um, I made a typo, and I entitled it Fellowship with His Suffering. Uh, it's supposed to be Philippians 3 instead of 9. I apologize for that. It's Philippians 3. And it's verse 9 through 14. And be found in him not having our own righteousness, but our own vision, which is of the law, but that which is through the faith of Christ, the righteousness, the vision from the Father, by faith, by hearing him from the right hand of God, that I may know him in the power of his resurrection and the quantum of his suffering, being made conformable unto his death if by any means I might attain unto the resurrection of the dead. 
Not as though I had already attained, neither were I already perfect. And this word perfect is that word teleo. And I always think of Scott when I see this word. He did a really awesome teaching that day. It's, you know, some things just stick with you, right? Well, that was one that has stuck with me. And then, of course, Pastor, you know, also spoke on him. And uh, it, it means to be complete, to fulfill his calling in us. It doesn't mean to be perfect as the world sees us, but we're perfect in him. Amen? But I follow after, if that I may ap uh, apprehend, which is following after, which we perceive, uh, that for which also I am apprehended of Jesus Christ. And we do. We're apprehended, right? We follow after and we perceive his ways. Verse 13. Brethren, I count not myself to have apprehended, but this one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forth unto those things which are, are before. I press towards the mark of the, the prize of the high calling of God in Jesus Christ. You know, we can't follow after others' offense. And there's a lot of offense in our world. You know, we've discussed that several times this morning. We can't allow other people's problems to, be, to become ours. We, have, uh, we live in a very angry society, and people are just totally out of control. But we have to, uh, that we may operate not on our own will, but on the vision, on the righteousness of the Father, that we may hear from the right hand the partnership of God to fulfill the calling that has been set before us, the right hand of fellowship to walk the pathway of sonship with God together as saints. Amen? And any... Let me finish up with this, uh, this last part, and then if y'all have any comments, I'll let y'all make some. Fellowship one with another. 1 John 1, 1 through 7. That which was from the beginning, which we have heard, which we have seen with our own eyes, which we have looked upon in our hands and handled of the word of life. You know, and this is really powerful here, which we have heard, which we have seen with our own eyes, which we have looked upon. For the life was manifested, and we have seen it, and bear witness, and show un, unto you that eternal life which was with the Father and was manifested unto us. That which we have seen and heard declare we unto you that, that ye also may have quantania with us, and truly our quantania is with the Father. Amen? That's where we're at. Yep. Actually and with his Son, Jesus Christ. And these things write we unto you, that your joy may be full. This, then, is the message which we have heard of him, and declare unto you that God is light, and in him is no darkness at all. And we say that we have fellowship with him, and we walk in darkness. We are lying to ourselves, and do not the truth. But if we walk in the light, as he is in the light, then we have quantania, one with another, in the blood of Jesus Christ, his Son, cleanses us from all sin. So I wanted to close with this scripture this morning, and I just want to speak to each one of y'all and say for y'all to go forth and be blessed in the fellowship of the Spirit and the quantity of the Numa. And may the agape of God just flood your life during your time with the Father. So do I have any comments? Or anyone would like to add? Anything this morning?
Oh, perfect. Yes. And, and, and so um, I think there are a number of good things that the Lord brought from you today. But to me, the, the one that resonates most with me is the topic of putting it itself and how the enemy is trying to separate. social agenda, no matter how good it is in certain ways, and substitute that for what the Spirit is wanting to do. But the separatist issues in our country, don't go to Portland, don't come to Seattle, don't come to Chicago, we don't want you here, stay out of New York. I mean, who ever heard such a thing that's even embraced by the media, the Prince of the Power of the Air's megaphone? Or, you know, and so you see this issue where God is wanting to mobilize and he is mobilizing the body of Christ and this koinonia where we are in fellowship, where everybody's fulfilling what they're called to be and that's benefiting everybody. And if, if this one over here needs something, well, we're strengthened as the body. Well, let's just all be separate. And let's say we're doing it because God's telling us to. And let's all just separate. And not only will we separate, we'll just stop being what we are, and we'll start telling people that what we are is really not what God wants. I mean, it's an attack against Quinnia, which is at the bedrock of what the Spirit wants us to be. I mean, talk about the, the, the communion tape. Yeah. That's the Quinnia tape. But let's all just do away with the calling. So I, I stand on behalf of what you have prophetically declared. All these scriptures are wonderful. The discussion is
God's doing. You know, amongst all the unrest and turmoil that our nation is going through in the world also, God is doing some really amazing things. You know, there's a lot of blessings that have come forth during this season. And so God's going to have his way. He's going to continue to, to bring forth that voice that needs to be brought forth, and like Pastor said, in creative ways. It's crazy how, and you know, we, we have the truth, and we, like Paul, he was given Carice to go and preach about the unsearchable riches of Christ, being an anointed son, and um, God's given us grace to elevate us above all this, we're above it, we, we, we don't need to be beneath it, we're above all principalities, all powers, yes, we still feel the, the, or the separation as intercessors, but those are in indicators of if it's if it's pulling us away.
pointed he uh, with his breath, then we know that we're sensing demonic strategy and the way the enemy's working in our world. And God's letting us feel that to try to help us get closer. Right, right. Draw us closer. Any other comments? All right. Well, thank each one of you. Y'all have a blessed day.